This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 6th of April. In your Squiz today... Liberals come out against The Voice, Trump's post-court speech, a royal invitation, and some very soggy chocolate. This is your Squiz Today. Alex, we introduced you to Squizzes on a shortcut recently, but this is your Squiz Today debut, so <laughs> welcome. How are you feeling? Thank you. Look, I'm feeling I'm feeling very welcome. I'm feeling great. I feel like there's a lot of news as well, mm. so should we get into it? Yeah. Let's do it. We've got a position from the Liberal Party on the Indigenous voice to Parliament, and it's a no. Liberal leader Peter Dutton spoke yesterday following a party room meeting saying that the party won't be supporting the voice and that he will personally be campaigning against the constitutional proposal. Yeah, Dutton said that he didn't think that the voice was in the country's best interest and he also called it divisive and a Canberra voice. He said that he wanted to make it clear that the Liberals do support regional and local bodies that would give Indigenous Australians a say in the issues that affect them, but just not this big federal representative body. And despite the party's official position, Dutton also said that the party won't seek to block the referendum from being held and that Liberal backbenchers will be free to vote however they like. And one Liberal backbencher, Bridget Archer, has already made it very clear that she will be campaigning for the yes vote. But the political bipartisanship that Prime Minister Anthony Albanese was hoping for on this issue... Dutton's announcement means that bipartisanship is just not going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the reason why there were hopes that there would be a bipartisan approach is that constitutional change in Australia is very hard to achieve. Only eight of the 44 referendums that have been held in our history have passed. The most recent polling also shows that the voice probably will succeed. There's a long way to go, but that's certainly what they're saying. Uh, Also, a majority of people in all states supporting it, except in Queensland. So yesterday, the Yes Campaign Alliance boss, Dean Parkin, said that ultimately doesn't really matter what the politicians say or the positions that the parties take because he says, and this is the quote, the referendum is a decision for the Australian people. Parkin went on to say that Indigenous people have put their faith in the people of Australia because they will get it right. And look, this is a big story and there's plenty more details and some great links for more reading in our Squiz newsletter. And you can subscribe to that in the show notes. Claire, Squizzes will remember the story of Cleo Smith, the four-year-old girl who was snatched from her family's campsite in Western Australia, and the huge manhunt that followed and saw her discovered by police and returned to her family after 18 days. 
Well, the man who abducted Cleo was sentenced yesterday. Yeah, wasn't that a huge thing in 2021? Uh, That man's name was Terence Kelly. He pleaded guilty to the abduction. So there wasn't a trial uh, and the court appearance yesterday was for his sentencing. The judge in that Perth court has given him 13 years and six months in jail. Uh, We also got to hear some more details about the case during that sentencing hearing, including the fact that Kelly was high on methamphetamines uh, when he snatched Cleo and that Cleo spent most of those 18 days alone in Kelly's home. The sentencing hearing also revealed a psychiatrist report that Kelly suffers from a severe personality disorder that stems from his own traumatic childhood and that Kelly wanted a family of his own. The judge in the case said Kelly is considered a high risk for reoffending, which means he's received a non-parole period of 11 years. We can't forget about Trump, Claire. He has had a very big couple of days and Mm -hmm. yesterday morning, our time, he had something to say about it. A couple of big days is one way of putting it. Uh, And look, we really just snuck that into the podcast yesterday. It was really line ball as it Mm. was heading towards our 6am deadlines. But Trump was indicted on 34 of those felony charges in New York that relates to the falsification of business records. The prosecutors alleged that it was part of a cover-up of unfavourable stories about him that could have potentially come out in the lead up to the 2016 federal election. And after the arraignment yesterday, so that court proceeding, uh, he promptly flew back to his home in Florida and gave a little speech to his supporters. Uh, Trump denies any wrongdoing. He attacked the criminal prosecution against him as election interference. And he said that the only crime I've committed is to fearlessly defend our nation. Those are the words of a man who is not backing down. And Claire, all of the media attention has apparently meant a bumper couple of days in fundraising for the Trump campaign. And as part of that fundraising, they're selling merchandise, white t-shirts with not guilty on them and a fake mugshot of Trump, all for the low, low price of $53. (laughs) I never spend that on a (laughs) t-shirt. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, we've got royal news and while we're still waiting to receive our copies, the official invitation for King Charles' coronation has been released. Look, in my defence, I haven't checked my mailbox for a little while, but (laughs) I'm thinking perhaps I may not be on the list. But look, they didn't get the free design on Etsy. It's a rather ornate piece of paper (laughs) by the looks of things. It's recyclable, as you would expect from Charles, given his environmental credentials. But look, the thing that really has raised the most eyebrows on this is the official change of title for Camilla. Uh, She had been known as the Queen Consort. That was the title that Queen Elizabeth said that she was happy for Camilla to have. But on this invitation, Charles's wife is known as Queen Camilla. That sounds like a promotion to me. 
We have also heard more about the guest list, which includes Prince Andrew as well as Prince Harry and the Duchess Meghan. Although on the big question of whether Harry and Meghan are going to attend, we still don't know. Can you believe that it is Easter already, Claire? It's very exciting, isn't it? (laughs) I love Easter. This will be our last episode until Tuesday. And if you are hoping to have a nice, sunny Easter break, then I think you might be disappointed. Yeah, so the Bureau of Meteorology yesterday released their forecast. And for most of the country, it's going to be great weather for ducks. (laughs) Uh, There's a chance that Sydney ciders might get some sunshine uh, heading to Friday and Saturday. Uh, But After that, we're really joining the rest of the country, which is going to be cold and wet. Um, There's a bunch of moisture in the air, which is the technical term, I think, Alex, (laughs) uh, moving from the Pilbara. uh, And it means that Easter rain will come all the way from the west across to Melbourne and also into Queensland. But Claire, nothing will stop the Easter egg hunt and it might be dangerous, but I will be in the backyard picking chocolate up from the ground. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. What could go wrong? It's the end of the week, Claire, and normally we'd do Friday lights, but today let's do Thursday lights. And I reckon you've got a recipe that cannot be missed, as usual. <laughs> Look, I didn't grow up in a religious household, but we always had fish on Good Friday. Uh, so, look, a good fish pie recipe, it's one that I've been doing for a bit. I try and get it out every opportunity. It'll be the first time I've made it this year. Uh, tried and tested, well and truly stand behind it. It's delicious. There's no pastry involved. It's got a potato topping and that's just got to be tops as far as I'm concerned. That sounds wonderful. And easy? Easy. Yep, go for it. Perfect. And if you're looking for something to listen to this Easter, don't forget our latest series on the history of women's finance in Australia made with NGS Super. You can listen to that series in the Squiz Shortcuts podcast feed, which you absolutely should be subscribed to if you haven't already. Yeah, and we've had really good feedback on that series. It's just really good quality information about Aussie women and the fight for financial independence. It's short and sharp, just like the squiz does. And that is us for today. Thank you for listening and we'll be back on Tuesday. Have a great Easter. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers but the day before the budget was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. 
For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.